This call is your calling and you can't hide from it or ignore it. That passion you have to help people and make a difference isn't going anywhere. You deserve to get paid and paid well doing work you love and changing lives. Everything in your life has led you here. And now we're here to help you figure out how to make your destiny your reality. Welcome to Six Figure Certified Coach, the podcast hosted by Inner Glow Circle. IGC is an internationally accredited life coaching school created to take your existing professional skills paired with your life experience and turn it into a six-figure coaching business. We've trained thousands of successful coaches and now it's your turn. Let's get focused, get real, and get you six-figure certified. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Six Figure Certified Coach. It's me and Liv for a duo solo episode, and we are so excited to talk to you today because we are talking about, drum roll, (laughs) manifesting, manifesting, and not just festing a man, which we might also touch on, but (sighs) manifesting anything that you want. Yeah, manifesting. I mean, if you're listening to this, you've definitely played around with manifesting before, I feel like. Yeah, Most. for sure. I would guess you like know that word. It's like a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. I even hear it in, you know, regular life now. I've heard people talking about it on reality TV. I've heard it in pop songs or hip hop songs. It's a yeah, it's thing. Pretty, it's it's a pretty thing. pop culture to manifest these days. Yeah. What are you manifesting right now, Katie? Well, I've been manifesting a new home and I finally manifested my home. Beautiful. Um, I will say like we were manifesting, like there were a lot of elements that went into that too. Um, The right home for not just us, but hopefully for a growing family in an area that we liked. I was also manifesting my parents enrollment not that they I needed their permission but at first they were not happy that we were going to be living farther from them so I was also manifesting their emotional support and I've done a lot of work around that now we're manifesting a little family hopefully um I feel like a lot of people often say that they're manifesting and one of the things I hate about okay do we need to define manifesting first well first you need to tell us what you're manifesting that was rude oh no that was my question for you Mm. uh I mean I'm manifesting a husband I'm manifesting more opportunities at work I'm manifesting positive relationships like friendships collaborations um I think I'm also manifesting another child. I can't believe I'm saying that on the podcast, but I think I said it on someone else's recently. So cat's out of the bag. Watch out. <laughs> uh, and I think those are kind of the main ones. Yeah. I will say too, like, I feel like we're manifesting little things all the time. Like, yeah. so I think this is where you were headed. Manifesting is just desiring something and then actively participating in its creation and so what that's like actively participating in its creation is I think sometimes the part that people forget they actually have to do 
Right. Yeah, for sure. So manifesting is typically talked about in like spiritual communities or that's kind of the origins of it. And, you know, usually it comes up because you're talking about energy and alignment of energy and getting your energy into a place for something to come your way. Yeah. It's really interesting that we're having this conversation because um, I have been going through like a little bit of a struggle with my fertility over the past like almost a full year. And I think that, you know, a lot of times like we want something and then it shows up. And so like we don't, we might've manifested it, but maybe we we don't have these like conscious conversations about manifesting because it happens so quickly. Right. But a lot of times when we start like actively manifesting and thinking about it and praying about it and, you know, building little altars or doing spiritual work or calling it in or, you know, writing letters to our future children or our future partner or future clients or whatever. It's because it's taking longer than we'd like. It's taking longer than we hoped. It's taking longer than, you know, we planned or thought that it would need to. And we're not really sure what to do about it. So we try to start to like get involved in the process of creation And it's really interesting to me because a lot of the things that have been really big parts of my life that are things that, you know, I wanted at some point in my life, first my business, then a business partner, which is you, then later on my life partner, who's my husband, are all things that actually came to me in the end. Mm. Meaning like you ended up being introduced to me through a colleague, becoming my client, and then becoming my business partner, really just through a natural progression. Adam found me on Facebook, right? Like, so a lot of the time, like I would say most of the time, my, some of my biggest manifestations have actually found me versus Mm -hmm. me having to go find them, which is funny because a lot of my actions or activity in trying to move towards the things I'm manifesting is like very aggressive, go after it energy. And usually the things that end up working out and working in my favor are not things that I had to go, had to run towards or chase or pursue even. Yeah. I was like sort of in pursuit of and welcoming the, the thing into my life. But not that specific person or opportunity. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like the, the secret, like the book slash movie, which I never saw the movie, but it's like, you are just becoming the person you need to become to get the things that you want. You know, another thing I was thinking about this morning, I was thinking about it right before I went to my doctor's appointment and I was thinking of myself. I was thinking about you actually a little bit and just like conversations that we have with people, friends, clients, students, whatever. And I was thinking about how if there's a lot of resistance around things, there must be a lot of possibility too. Yeah. And I'm reading this book right now called Spirit Babies about, I was telling you this earlier, but for those who are listening about connecting with like the soul of your future children before and during conception. And it had me thinking about some of the things I did to try to connect with like the soul of my husband before I actually like 
knew him. Mm-hmm. And I have to go back and find them, but I know that there's like series of letters over the years that I wrote to my quote future husband without have even, you know, I didn't know him at that time, but I could start to like, I, I was feeling his energy. And do you remember at the Leaders Rising retreat? Like, I think it was last year in LA and we like had that whole conversation about the blob. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, yeah. I kind of forgot about that. Well, do you remember how I like went out one day? Like I had like, like 12 things of like silly putty delivered to the house to give to everybody. Do you remember that whole thing? Yeah. I think I ended up with a lot of it. Yeah. So I had a big blob at the time, actually. Do you remember (laughs) what the blob is? Do you want to? Well, you're going to have to help me out here, but my recollection of the blob was like, you realized that you had something in that case, someone kind of like filling this void, but it wasn't actually the person you wanted it to be. No. Oh no. (laughs) You need to reconnect with your silly buddy. Okay. So the blob was like, just like this thing I threw out to our students as a concept, which is like when you're manifesting something, it's really easy to think about a person that you have in mind, right? So let's say I'm trying to manifest a partner and let's say I'm dating someone or I'm dating multiple people. In my mind, when I visualize or I try to, you know, imagine things, let's say I'm imagining like us walking down the aisle or I'm imagining us in like a holiday photo or something, right? That feels significant to me that I can kind of anchor into. And so what happens and where people kind of get off track with their visioning is that they use the person that they're dating now in their vision rather than just leaving it open and envisioning sort of like this blob, like this energy. So I describe it as like this kind of silver energy that, that holds the space of the person or the thing that you're manifesting, but it's not a person that you actually know because when that when we do that then we're clinging to something specific or someone specific rather than connecting ourselves to the energy of the thing and saying I know I want a partnership I know I want children and my message to the universe is that I'm open to anything filling this spaciousness. So I was like joking. I know you remember this now, but I was like, so girls like cuddle up with your blob at night. Oh my God, Liv. People are always coming to me asking how to make six figures as a life coach. And I'm like, what? Like it's hard? It's easy if you just go to class. To get our free class on how to make six figures in your coaching business, all you need to do is text the words six figures to 813 813- 212-8869. Again, text six figures to 813-212-8869 to get our free class on how to make six figures as a life coach today. Now let's get back to the episode. Well, okay. So you're you're kind of like describing or the goal of manifesting or this practice is to like become attached to the energy of something rather than the specifics of it. I would say it's actually not to become attached to anything. It's to try to connect with the energy of, yeah, the, the, the energetic imprint of what you desire, which I'm just 
calling the blah, but the energetic imprint rather than a specific person, right? So if like I like, I'm like, I want to have kids and I'm like imagining little kids running around the house. It made me think of it, this book, Spirit Babies, because when the writer, you know, connects with babies who are in spirit, he sees them as like these little emerald like blobs. Mm. He sees them as like these little orbs. Okay. And I was like, oh, when you put an orb around it versus like, I can see my little baby with brown hair. It, it, it leaves more space for creation to come in and do its job. Mm. That's tough. I think it's tough concept. And this is, I actually feel like I manifest really quickly. Like if you know what I mean? Like, I'll be like, Oh, I call you sometimes when I'm like, Oh, I'm in one of my like rapid manifestation modes and like, I can't stop. But I also feel like there's a little bit of nuance in this because we're asked often to get like very clear about our desires Right. Like, let's just use the man because it's such an easy and relatable thing that women want to manifest or a partner, whatever. So I have the list, right, that continues to grow and grow and grow. And although none of it is physical except height, but leave me alone on that one. Like, I'm very tall. But like, none of it is physical, but I've had to keep adding to it because I find that when I manifest a man, it's not the right one. So then I have to go and like get more clear on the vision, get more clear on like the feeling of that, like being in that relationship and, you know, what I need to shift in order to call that in. And so it's interesting because we're, we're asked to get super clear on the vision of what we want to manifest. And we do this in business too. We're like, if you don't know where you're aiming, like you're not going to get there. So then the nuance is like, but also leave a void for like creation. So, I mean, I get it, but do you see how it's a little bit confusing? Well, yeah. I mean, it's definitely confusing. If it wasn't confusing, we would all be manifesting the right thing all the time. I think you bring up something interesting and important, which is that we can manifest something that's actually not what's best for us. And, you know, that's where I think like the, the greatest good or, you know, maybe a higher power or the universe or your guides or whatever come into play where you can get your support team involved in the process because sometimes we don't actually know what's best for us. Yeah. And I think like this example about children is so interesting. He talks about like, you know, these spirit babies, like uh, a couple praying for like a girl, we want a girl, we want a girl. And like this little boy wants to come in and he's able to connect with the energy and the baby's like pissed because it's like, they don't want me. So it's such an interesting way to look at things because you know, we're talking about spirit babies, but anything that we desire is a, you know, it's an orb of energy, right? And so if we're so hell bent on, like, let's say you're, you're, you want a client and you're like, well, my ideal client is, and you're so specific, right? 
Well, then if someone comes, like you're like, I only work with women and da 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 da. Well, let's say you meet, you know, a, a dude and you're like, they're asking you about working with you, but you're like, no, they don't fit my ideal client profile. And so I'm sorry, but I can't work with you. Well, what if that was what the universe was giving you and that you were, you were going to learn like really important business lessons through working with that person. Right. So Mm -hmm. the whole idea is to be open and, and to keep your, I think your desires like a little bit more general, but I agree with you. It's hard to be general yet specific. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know we're going to kind of go through the exercise, which like helps you be general, but specific that we do. And we do in the level two leaders rising. And Katie always leads us because as much as I love manifesting and I believe in it, I do have my hangups with the process. Another one of those being the timeline. And I think this is one of the most frustrating parts about manifesting. And I know Gabby Bernstein talks about this a lot too. She's like, we need to like tune in to the what, but unfortunately often the how and the when we don't, we can't control. Okay. So that can be, I mean, I'm just saying that can be a frustrating part of manifesting. Like you can't control the timeline. Control freaks like myself love to control a timeline. We can't always control the how, but I actually am okay with that one, like releasing control of the how. I was explaining this to someone the other day when they were talking about everything they want and they're like, but I don't know how yet. I'm like, you don't need to know the how for the entire thing, right? Right. I don't know how I'm going to pull off 99% of what I plan to do, not only in the next week, but in my lifetime. I just know it's going to happen. That's the thing about manifesting that's fun. If you can really land in the certainty of it, that's when it's like you're able to more comfortably, I feel, release some of the control or the chokehold you have on the how and the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's talk about see, feel, be, do, have. And with what I want to say right from the top is that we're going to focus in on one of those in particular. Okay. Um... Okay. Well, let me just, let me read this piece from, from this, um, workbook. Cause now I guess take out your pen and paper, boys and girls, we are doing another exercise today, but when trying to manifest your goals and dreams, most people try to jump from seeing to having without doing any of the groundwork in between. This is like the, like the chronic vision border. It's like they put things, things on a vision board and they see it and then they want to immediately have it, but there's, they forgot to do the stuff in between. Mm-hmm. So You know what you want to see and have in your life, but you don't know how to actually make it a reality. The biggest shift happen when you put all the pieces together, which are, as Katie mentioned, see, feel, be, do, and have. And those should be like at the top of your paper. Okay. Do you think your purpose in life is to create invoices or remind your clients that they have more appointments to schedule? Not at all. You're a coach because you love creating transformation for your clients, and that's why you need to check out Paperbell. Paperbell powers your online coaching business, payments, appointments, contract signing, client management, and more. It's so simple to use and will give you so much relief and ease in your coaching practice. You just send your clients one link, one link, and Paperbell does all of the admin and onboarding. 
Your client pays you, they sign the contract, they self-schedule their appointments, and you can even add an intake survey or deliver a welcome packet. Paper Bell does it all. It's like having a VA that's there 24 seven. And it's so quick and intuitive to set up, even if you're not tech savvy. Paper Bell is a one-stop shop that does all of the boring admin stuff so you don't have to. Get started with a free account at paperbell.com slash podcast. Yeah. yeah. So should we jump into C? Yeah. Okay. So C is what, what do you want to see in your life? Right? Like, what do you desire to see in your life? What do you intuitively see in your life? Any details? I know we're saying don't hold, gr- don't grasp to the details, but any details that you see or um, sense would go here. So, wait, I'm just, I'm, this is just hitting me as you're talking. I think it's like about, like you said, it's connecting to the details, but not to the point where you're like suffocating them. Yeah, like not needing them to to be exactly how you interpret the vision. Okay. Because I think we miss out on a lot of opportunities. Mm, yeah. I mean, I think that's why it's so important to go to, to feel. So let's do feel next. So the next thing is, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel in the thing that you're manifesting? How do you want to feel in the relationship? How do you want to feel, you know, as, as a partner? How do you want to feel as a business owner? How do you want to feel when you're coaching and running your coaching business? How do you want to feel as a mother? How do you want to feel as a leader? Like, how do you actually want to feel? And the next one that I actually think is the most important and it falls in the center and it's to me the biggest thing that people leave out after like walking people through this process for over 10 years, I really feel like this is the biggest missing piece, which is who do you need to be? Who do you need to be to have what you want to have in your life? And one like really easy way to do this is to, you know, start to, to write out the qualities of what you desire, let's say in a partner, and then to go through the list and say like, am I actually being all of these things, right? So maybe Mm -hmm. you're like, well, I want a great financial partner. But then when you ask yourself, am I being that you're like, no, I'm actually not. I I wouldn't be a financial partner right now, Mm -hmm. right? Or you're like, I want someone who's really healthy. And then you ask yourself, well, am I really healthy? And you're like, well, there's actually some stuff I like, I I need to clean up. Yeah. And asking yourself, like, am I actually being the person who my person is going to want, who my business partner is going to want, who my Am I being the mother that my children would want? Am I being the business owner that my business is going to want? Yeah, we did this part of uh, this exercise at the last retreat, actually, where it was kind of an invitation to clean up our side of the road, right? Where it's like, you want to have these, you know, clients, but those clients also need you to show up as your best, your highest and best self, right? And I think we talked about that quite a bit in a couple episodes ago when we did like the soul signature exercise and like who do you need to be to become the person that you know has it all and you know it all being whatever that 
however you define that. Yeah. I, I want to go to the next one, which is do, but first I want to say this. So I started to say this earlier, I was driving this morning and I was thinking about, you know, if there's so much resistance to something, meaning it's taking a long time or there's a lot of work that needs to be done and there must be so much possibility too. And, you know, what I was thinking about is if you're having trouble finding your love or you're getting your business off the ground or having a baby or, you know, writing your book or whatever, it, it might be that the thing that you're calling in is is something so big and so special that it really requires the conditions to be right. Meaning like there are there might be things that you need to clean up on your side of the street, not to be this perfect person, but to create the conditions necessary for this manifestation that you're calling in to come all the way in. Mm, Yeah. And so, like Liv said, going through and looking at, am I actually being everything that I need to be to receive what I want to receive is a really great exercise. So the next step is do, and what we can look at is once we get clear on the being that's required, we ask ourselves, well, that version of myself, right? The version of the woman who is being that next level self, who's being the person that is worthy of and ready to receive the manifestation, what would she actually be doing? What would she do? Like, what kind of actions would she take on in her life, right? And, you know, a lot of times this is where maybe something that you're looking to manifest actually needs you to clear some space. And going back to what you said about the secret, like, I think the secret talks about if you're trying to manifest a relationship, like, clear out a drawer. Yeah, I think it's like make a whole section in the closet or something, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a drawer would have never been enough for my husband, so that's why that <laughs> tactic didn't work. Yeah. I was showing someone our new closet, and they were like, so Adam has like a full half of the closet. I was like, oh, yeah, he needs it. Yeah. Got a lot of shoes. But I think it can be like small things. Like, it doesn't have to be, you know, the whole extra parking space in the garage or whatever. Yeah, and I think more than things, even if we're using those things as examples, it's cleaning up the energy. Like Mm -hmm. really, maybe, you know, a lot of people, I know I was like this, want a relationship to like sort of save them in a way. And the reality is, is that the right relationship is going to meet you, but it's not going to save you. And so if you're still looking to be saved and you're in that energy then you're only going to get people who also want to be saved or have some sort of savior complex and like want to be the savior. Right. And that's probably not actually what you want because you're like, I'm manifesting a partner and it's like, okay, but I keep getting all this weird stuff. Another way to kind of backtrack this 
is like to be, look at what you're getting when you think you're manifesting. Look at what you're actually getting. Yeah. And that's like some like existential kink, right? Having as evidence of wanting. Yeah. That's, I'm thinking about that. Yeah. Do you want and to elaborate on that? Club. Well, so it, it's like when you, we're talking about consciously manifesting right now, kind of like taking the reins on manifestation, but the other part of it is like you can also be, you know, subconsciously manifesting. And what is her name? Carolyn Elliott? Okay. So she wrote a book called Existential Kink. And basically the whole thing is like having is evidence of wanting. So if you're manifesting, you know, a shitty job over and over, an abusive partner, uh, well, not abuse, <laughs> but a bad partnership or someone who's not treating you well, um, there's part of you that subconsciously wants that. It's a hard pill to swallow and, you know, open to debate around it. But I think for me, it's like very obvious when I'm, when I create a manifestation from my subconscious. Yeah. I mean, I think she uses like a similar example herself of being in like a abusive relationship, but I can say for myself, like I, having been in an abusive relationship, gosh, like almost 10 years ago, wild. Um, there was part of me that like felt like I had to stay in it or that maybe that was all that was available or that was what I had to settle for. Or, um, you know, if I wanted someone who was like creative and interesting or then they were also going to be, you know, they were also going to come with some of these darker qualities. And I really had to do a lot of work to understand that some of my behaviors were continuing to keep people like that in my life. Right. Yeah. And not to be confused that like, if you're a victim of abuse, that it's your fault and you called it in. I don't think we're saying that because we don't believe that, but I think that there are parts of us, or I will just speak for myself. I think that in the past, and hopefully not anymore, because I've been doing so much of this work, but parts of me were very addicted to the chaos and the drama and this like back and forth fighting energy and this almost, you know, one of the people I talked to about this book said to me, it, it seems as though my existential kink is being the woman who leaves. And so she said, I'm subconsciously attracting more people that I will break up with. And she's not wrong. Like I have left a lot of things and it does. So she also says you're like existential kinks are a turn on, right? Not just sexually, but like you're, you know, you lit up, turn on, whatever. I'm sorry, this is very vulnerable for me to be sharing, but I have, I actually do. I I like leaving things behind that no longer serve me. And I also see how I may be creating that inside of romantic relationships with the wrong people so that I can create that feeling again, because I did it when I quit my job. I did it when I left my hometown. Mm -hmm. I did it when I left my kid's dad. And it's, I mean, I had that type of relationship with my mother always leaving. Mm -hmm. And every time she left, 
I felt so much better because she was gone. Mm. And I don't know if this is all tied in. It probably is. And I think somewhere subconsciously, I'm still manifesting men that I do not actually want to be with and creating that experience of me leaving them. Hi, it's Kalia, IGC coach training grad and six-figure certified coach. I know you're here listening to these incredible stories of successful coaches and wondering, when will it be my turn? I'm sure you entered this year with the goal of finally stepping into your purpose. And there is no better way than enrolling in IGC's internationally accredited coach training program. Enrollment is open now and it is your turn. So take the first step by going to innerglowcircle.com forward slash call right now and book a free call with me. Your six-figure certified story starts today. Wow. Yeah. I mean, thanks for sharing and being so vulnerable. I I remember having this memory of when I was younger, I would journal all the time. And I had a emotionally abusive boyfriend as my first boyfriend. He told me that if I ever broke up with him, he would kill himself. And then he cheated on me and broke up with me. And so that was sort of my foundation of romantic relationships. And I like, I, I healed through journaling. Like I wrote so much. And I remember at one point getting a different boyfriend and being in a healthy relationship and not writing and having this realization of like, I don't write when I'm happy. Mm. And years later, like I still identify and connect to being a writer. And years later, I remember, you know, after the passing of my brother and all of this grief having come through my life, like realizing to the point of what you're saying that I was actually really comfortable with sadness and grief and loss because I had learned to use it as such a creative tool, meaning Mm -hmm. I could write so much and do so much art when I was in a quote unquote bad place. And so I had this like feeling of like this realization of like, I need to tell myself and understand with myself that I trust myself enough to create art from joy and to create art from happiness and to have that experience. But it is so interesting how our childhood experiences are so formative, formative. Yeah. And they stick with us. Well, I think that's why this exercise can be so helpful too, because it's like, just because the norm has been attracting these more negative experiences and creating the thing that we want. I think if you really tune into that, like feeling part, it's like, okay, I want to, you know, write my next book. Right. But nowhere in there do you want to have the feeling of grief or sadness, right? Right. So it's like getting really clear on what those feelings are going to be, not only when you have it, but in the process of creating it. Yeah. So what's the last part? So the last part is have. And the last step in the manifestation uh, process is just having what you want to have. And, you know, the, the have column, if you line this up in columns, like Liv said at the beginning, the have column should end up looking really similar to the C column, that what you see for yourself and what you're desiring and manifesting ends up really aligning with, probably not being exactly the same, but aligning with what you end up having. And that is the completion of the manifestation process. Yeah. And what is it? 
what do you say to people who are like manifesting something? I mean, people also us, and it's not happening fast enough. Like, do we go back and do the exercise again? Like, what is what is kind of your remedy, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I'm going through that myself right now, you know, and I think that the the question becomes like yeah going through this having it be a living working document and saying okay like have I really sufficiently laid out all the steps in this process and again the place to look is I think really the being so you know who do I need to be to have what I want to have yeah and you know Am I maybe saying, am I grasping onto it? Am I holding it too tight? Does the thing, right, the blob, the orb, the separate energy that I'm trying to call in and unite with have its own timeline? You know, can I surrender to that? I remember at one point feeling like my, I was doing some sort of journaling to connect with my future husband and I felt like he was not ready. Like he was not available. And what's so interesting is that I ended up marrying someone who I met two and a half years prior. We stayed friends, but he was not ready. And I actually was not ready for Mm -hmm. him. And so like when people are always like, oh, I just did not like this person. And then one day they just looked like a totally different person to me. That is what happened. I started to like get all these visions of Adam in this really different light. And I was like, where is this coming from? This is so weird because I was dating someone else at the time, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I think that in a way you and I were talking about this over the weekend because you were like, well, you didn't have to try that hard or something. I forget what you said, but you know, you were right to an extent because my focus was on my previous boyfriend Oh, and when you I were was, like, well, the key to our relationship, we, we were friends first. So it wasn't like an intimate relationship. And I was like, well, yeah, like you had another boyfriend. He was in a different, and your now husband was in a different city. <laughs> but yeah, but that's like the more natural. I think one of the things you're saying by not ho- like holding on too tight is like allowing yourself to feel peace on the path. Right. Yeah. So not feeling like you're in this pressure cooker. And I think that is especially important when you're manifesting other humans that have their own timeline and their own desires and goals and dreams. And I think we just have to believe that at the end of the day, when paths are meant to unite, they will, but Mm -hmm. we also have to stay on our own, you know, spiritual or peaceful or being based path. If we're going to have that intersection. I have a really great affirmation for this that I've been working with myself and I used it for many years with, um, partnership, but it's that my perfect blank is coming to me and will arrive in the ideal time. So I keep saying like, I'd like to have multiple children. So I keep saying my, my perfect babies are coming to me and will arrive at the ideal time. And for many years I said, my perfect partner, my perfect husband is coming to me and will arrive at the ideal time. And I think that that's a really great mantra to just take with us. And you can say it when you're driving, you can say it when you're walking around the house, when you're cleaning, when you're stressing, when you're, you know, sometimes we have to sort of respond to our own neuroses and say, quiet, 
Like we've got this, you know, my higher self has got this, like, and the higher selves of the other beings that are part of the manifestation. Yeah. And that's like, you pray for the thing that you want before you have it. Even if you don't know, I mean, if you're a prayer person, like I always like, I'm like praying for my future children and praying for my future husband. I have no idea who they are, where they are, what they look like necessarily. But I think you can also be praying for your future clients. You can be praying for, you know, your future career or job or business. I don't think and praying intention, whatever, but I really like that mantra and I find like deep peace in that. Um, and just that ability to take a deep breath and know and trust that it's coming. And I think you have to work on that trust piece too, or none of this is possible. I love that you brought that up because I wanted to say something in closing about trust, which is that literally the only function of trust is that you're working with something invisible, right? That can't be seen in the moment. Mm -hmm. So the thing that frustrates us about trust is also the exact definition of trust. Trust is meaningless if we know it's going to happen, if we 100% see it or, you know, like, if I have lunch yeah. scheduled with you on Tuesday, I don't have to trust that we're going to have lunch again. Like we've got our lunch date, right? But if we've lost contact or, you know, I'm trying to connect with a, 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 a being, an entity that I see in my future, that I feel for myself, going back to the exercise, like a future partner, a future business partner, a future client, but I don't know what it looks like exactly the only thing I have to rely on is trust. Mm -hmm. So it's like the most important ingredient. Yeah. Thanks guys. And we can manifest trust in our relationships too. So, all right. Well, thank you for leading us, leading me and everyone else. Thank you for leading me. Go share this episode with someone who's manifesting and make sure you do this exercise for yourself. And we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah. Thanks for being with us on the journey, guys. We love you. Love you. Happy manifesting. Let's face it. The world needs you and your clients are waiting. This is the year you make it happen and become a six-figure certified coach doing exactly what you were called to do. If you loved this episode, give us a five-star review and share it with someone else who's ready to make moves and answer their calling. We can't wait to see you next week and help you make your first or your next six figures as a certified coach.